Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And a good morning to you all out there. It's David McLean. This is Published or Not, and this is our Radiothon show. We don't have an author, but we've got somebody equally important, if not more important. We have a publicist who is really unfamiliar with the microphone. Publicists sort of hide behind the scenes. But it's Stephanie from Tech. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you, David. My pleasure. You can give us all sorts of information. But um, the first thing you can do is tell us the number to ring to make a donation. Oh, the well-deserving published or not want your money. You need to call 94198377. But why on earth would people give us money, Stephanie? Oh, why wouldn't they, David? Why wouldn't they? <laughs> well, I mean, the nature of the show, we promote books, basically. I'm yes. just wondering how you found us compared to other commercial radio stations. Because you've taken authors around radio stations all over the place. Yeah. We, um, we obviously take our writers to any radio station who would like to talk to our writers. And we have a lot more success and coverage from local and independent radio than commercial radio. It, authors, especially of fiction, don't... Yeah see much coverage on those bigger stations, but the ABC and yourself and other community radio stations are what we rely on to help us get our authors. Authors out there. Because what I love about the show, Jan invited me onto the show going over two years ago now. Two years ago. Two, oh yes. (laughs) I've probably read more books than when I was a teacher. Um, oh, wow. Because it's a book book a week, whereas I'd be reading the book for the course or of whatever. Course, yeah. Of course, of course. And you'd repeat certain books year after year. Um, but now it's <laughs> More a... More variety. <laughs> it's now a new book each week. Yeah. And it's been fascinating. And what I love is after years of beating students over the head, <laughs> figuratively, not literally, you yeah, can't do that of anymore, course, of course, of course. Um, to enjoy reading become involved, I now get to talk to authors who enjoy what they do. Yeah, it, you don't have to force them to, to discuss yeah. <laughs> their own work. What's the image you've used here? Do you enjoy it? All of these sorts of things. It's a fantastic so change for you. Oh, look, it's it's marvellous. So if uh, listeners out there want to uh, continue hearing uh, Jan and myself talk to authors, then they can ring 94198377 and make a pledge, make a donation. But here's the go. We've got some nifty little gifts to give away. Exciting. Now, you've got one. We won't give it away just uh, yet. but teaser, half, a, a little. Give us a teaser, Steph. What have you got available from text? It's a crime there's a crime involved. A crime. There is a man who is a novelist ah. and he finds himself in a sticky situation involving his wife and his editor right. and a cliff. Oh. And I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> you, well, we'll find more about <laughs> that author. I've got a teaser of my own. We've got the uh, graphic novel Storm to give away. So if people are still listening halfway through the show, so this is an incentive. <laughs> you have to keep listening You've now. got to keep listening now because we're going to give you the number and halfway through the show, we're going to tell you how you can get this graphic novel. Tim Minchin, uh, it's sort of a riff and then people um, 
the other people then created the graphic novel about one of his performance pieces. So did he write the... He wrote the riff on uh, Storm, uh, well, a storm at a dinner party where oh. one of the guests was, um, how shall we say, a little fay in terms of her philosophy. Uh, huh. Whereas Tim sort of, there's a reality about the world, let's not beat around the bush. And um, the guest, or Tim, he's based it on himself, gets more and more agitated and worked up with some of the nonsense this other guest is saying, and eventually it takes flight. And it's it's been one of his performance pieces. Wonderful. But then uh, some artists um, put it into a graphic novel. But we have a signed copy. Signed. A sign. I mean, Tim's Tim mentioned it'd be lovely to get him on here one day, but I, I don't know whether he's actually um, in the uh, one of our books, The Secret River, Kate Grenville's Secret River. He's in, in the production of that, which is about to show on the ABC, and is apparently very, very good. So I'm looking. I think to he's also that. very, very cold because wasn't he half naked in that? Uh, uh, in the well, film? I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, you tell me. <laughs> you know, there was there was an article in the paper yeah. uh, about uh, his performance and I think you're right. and, yeah. and what. But also, The Secret River was in the paper this morning as well. I believe. What was I reading? Uh, this morning. Um, Something that I haven't read. <laughs> uh, you didn't get time to uh, read the paper this morning. Not, not just yet, unfortunately. Not just yet. But look, this is uh, 3CR. You're on Published or Not. It's our Radiothon day, 9419 8377. And if you would like to donate $10... $20 to continue uh, promote well uh, encouraging us to talk to authors um, then that's the way you can do it every little bit counts I'll give you a couple of um, little bits of information uh, 3CR is hoping to raise $220,000 that's what we need to sort of operate from year to year so it's a very, um, you know, fingernails on the ledge type operation. <laughs> and each of our programs has a target. So our target is to, to get over $1,000. So that's excellent. excellent. See excellent. what we can get you today. Well, this would be marvellous if people uh, could ring in. That number again, 94198377. Let us know you're out there. In fact, at any stage, if you'd like to ring in and let us know what you think of the show. Is there anything you'd like us to talk about? Uh, is there, are there any questions? Is, that, <laughs> is there a question uh, in terms of uh, the sorts of authors you'd like us to talk about and, and such like? Sorry, the, great you're say the great variety of authors you already talk about has to be a start. Well, the great, there have been so many discoveries. Uh, it's, it's very... It's, one thing that we really like about working with you is that you are willing to hear about such a broad range of things. Well, I mean, I've um, had a various revelations um, in terms of my knowledge. Um, we've had um, LGBTI literature, ah, an, yes. a new sort of category. The, mm -hmm. the publishers, I'm going to criticise publishers now. The, okay. The, the publishers... <laughs> The, the publishers didn't know how to categorise this genre um, and the author had started off uh, on a blog and, mm -hmm. it, and it got picked up. But Is it, it fiction? It's fiction and it's sort of a fantasy fiction, mm -hmm. 
But the focus on the relationships is in the LGBTI community, and therefore it's broken new ground. I think there's a funny thing there of um, the categorising. Would do we want to categorise books if they have an LGBTI? Was yes. it um, character? Is that the the major the Draw major card. thing about that book that we need to talk about, or can it just be about the fact whether it's a fantasy? If, is the genre actually actually urban fantasy or para- paranormal mm. romance or realistic contemporary fiction? Yeah, the- it shouldn't matter whether the the sexuality of the main character or any of the characters shouldn't be the uh, but it gave um, more opportunity to talk about uh, sex shall we say in more original ways because Mm -hmm. romance tends to have a very predictable outcome when talking about relationships and uh, the interaction between people Mm -hmm. this sort of was exploring new areas which was which was fascinating another one was the um Oh, steampunk. Now, uh, <laughs> are you familiar with steampunk? Yes, of course. I've, of course, I feel old and ancient I now. Think, I think you've spoken to Daryl Pitt, our very own steampunk writer for young, younger readers, children. I, I did, I did. But that was when I then knew about steampunk. Uh, but the first time I encountered it was on this show. Oh, wonderful. Well, actually, I'd been in a production where the uh, designer had used steampunk icons and I'm thinking what is that sort of thing so um you know you learn and I'm learning just as much which is fascinating along with the listeners along with the listeners now um we've just had a pledge Lou Vestralen who's down at Dramana she's probably sitting on her porch looking overlooking the bay reading books uh Lou's Lou's donated 25 dollars thank you Lou thank you very much Lou um all We've got a couple uh, of others. Um, Sabel Idiri has donated, um, well, actually quite some, a substantial sum of money, $110. Excellent. But there were this a few, is what we like to hear. Well, it's marvellous what we like to hear. There's an avid reader for you. Yes. So um, that's marvellous. Now, Stephanie, I believe mm-hmm. you drew the short straw today. <laughs> oh, What's going long, on? Long straw, long straw. Long straw. Yes, this is the preferable. We've had a publicist down. A publicist down. But the um, one of the many things of being a publicist is you need to be able to adapt, dynamic, right. changing. But what's, so the, what's the life of a publicist? I mean, going out on these cold nights to book events? What? That's a good life. It, it's part of the um, – I don't think being a publicist for in the book world is something that you do because you – at least in part, because you love books. Yeah. And so the the talk, the discussion about the books and getting to hear those discussions and still being at work is sort of a wonderful coincidence rather than a chore. Yeah, well, it's, it's a privilege, like being on the show, talking to authors. Exactly. This was my life. You've in terms turned what you loved into something that, well, it, it, for other people. Yes. Um, but it's what I was, as I said, said what I was doing in schools. Yes. Um, but now it's sort of reciprocated <laughs> in many ways. But you were you were telling me things about what goes on in a publishing house off uh, off air a what? moment ago. Mm-hmm. Discussions taking place. <laughs> How much can you give away? Steve? Well, I, what are you asking me, David? Well, um, the sort of difference of opinion um, where um, certain novels are concerned. 
Well, I mean, not everybody likes everything and that's the wonderful thing about working in sort of the arts mm. is that there is a subjectivity and in a, at a company like Text, a lot of people will read any given book that we publish and not everybody's going to like every book and it's um, it gets very interesting when there's a passionate discussion about from people who have strongly held views either for or against something. It draws more people in and you end up with a lot of interesting... But isn't, isn't that a bonus then? Absolutely. For the book? Because... It shows that that's going to potentially, if that book does end up in the public domain, sphere, yeah. it will also cause such vibrant conversation. Vibrant conversation. Well, if somebody doesn't like a book or passionately mm-hmm. doesn't like a book, mm-hmm. it's generated a reaction. Yes. And in many ways, that's what literature is about to get reactions, to get people to think, because whatever the reaction is in that regard, Mm -hmm. it's generated interest, uh, caused people to reflect, uh, all of those sorts of things. Absolutely. It's provoked you to think about something that maybe you hadn't thought about before. Yes. But you've been in now several weeks running because (laughs) other other publicists have been dropping like flies. I think that's just a... It's just the time of year. Few, just bug, few bugs going around. Few bugs, but how therefore are you able to steam through? Oh, I've I I feel like you've I've just had good timing with my visits to three CR, but um, try and stay healthy. <laughs> try, try and stay healthy and keep it going. Yeah, this is three uh, CR. You're listening to published or not? We're now halfway through the show. Halfway or, or thereabouts. Something is happening at halfway, David. I meant to remind you. Thank you very much. The number we have that you need to ring, and basically, if you've got your finger on, ready to dial, ready to dial. Now, I have a problem with this word dial. Do I, you? I I, I do. Do we do it anymore? <laughs> no, do we, we just push buttons now, don't indeed. we? Indeed. And it's a marvellous. When I'm uh, looking at English language, I tutor lots of kids in English language, mm-hmm. and they simply take it for granted. I'm going to dial a number. And I said, well, can you? And <laughs> Find a phone. They have to actually be acquainted with the ancient now uh, system, the analogue system of dialing a number. Mm. Do you know how you used to be able to get through as the first caller on the old dial system? No. You'd dial all the numbers, and including the last, but you'd hang on and not let the last number return on mm-hmm. the dial and, and, and the wheel to go back. Yeah. And so when they announced it, you could take your oh. finger out and you wouldn't be having to do the whole... It's cunning. Cunning. You can't do that. You can't do that with a modern phone or a mobile phone where you just go to contacts and press it. You don't even have to dial the number anymore. Or or resend. Yeah. So there's a lot of competition. But the competition, we've got some books. (laughs) The 94198377. Now, put that in your phone. Also, you can follow us on Twitter, by the way, which you can get on your phone these days Mm -hmm. and such like, 94198377, because here come the giveaways. As I said, there's uh, Tim Minchin's book, and it's Storm, and it's a signed novel. Now, if you're the first caller through, and you're prepared to donate $40... So I think it's worth it. It's a great novel, mm. um, graphic novel as well. I'm intrigued. intrigued. Intrigued, intrigued. Then you can have that book. Um, you'd have to be able to come into uh, 3CR and pick it up from reception, and we're at 21 
Smith Street Fitzroy. So if somebody's on their way to work of a morning or going home of an evening or just want to get out into Fitzroy after a day at the office, nearby. lots of coffee houses, <laughs> then um, be the first caller through on 9419 8377 and um, you can have that book, Tim Minchin's book, for $40. But you've got to give away. Stephanie. We do, indeed. It's called The Truth and Other Lies. The author's Sasha Arango. He's a German screenwriter and now novelist. And now, he was out in Australia. He was. He was here for the Sydney Writers' Festival and the German Film Festival. Ah, right. Yes. Um, what, do you know what films, or is this asking a question? The, the film that they screened for that festival was an a, adaptation of The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn for an audience of children. It was oh, a school. Right. It was school children that he right. was that was being played for, oh. with obviously English subtitles. Right. So basically, um, if you uh, ring in, so there's the Tim Minchin offer, forty dollars, um, and it'll be available at the front desk. But if you ring nine four one nine eight three seven seven, and are prepared to donate forty dollars. Um, it's the Sasha Arango novel, The Truth and Other Lies. It's a signed copy. It is a signed copy, and he's German. And it he, came a very long way to sign your book. Indeed. But uh, we can send it out. It's written in translation, so you don't actually <laughs> have It is in English. Yes, we should point that out. It is very skillfully translated, and so you don't have to worry. what will happen is text publishing will actually send that book out to you. Yes, perhaps another listener somewhere near Dramana would like to uh, oh, wow. come on board. <laughs> Happy to well, send that wherever you may be there are in Australia. Lots of, people, <laughs> lots of people retiring to the beach down at, at Dramana who could do with a book and summer's coming up. You need a book to read it's on the It's very beach. readable. It really? It's good, good. Or perhaps summer's coming up. I think winter is more on people's minds. Perhaps killing up in front of the fire. Fire and reading a good book. Yeah. That would be the way to go. So basically 94198377 and you can uh, support um, the uh, uh, published or not. Uh, so we're just waiting for that pledges to come in, which is uh, how we stay alive. Um, philosophical question for you, Stephanie. Oh. Okay. Uh, the life of a book. The life of a book. The life of a book. The process it goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, where does it? Well, it starts with an author, presumably. It with an author. But how does it then end up in your clutches? And and what have you got to do with it after the author has sort of written his or her magnum opus? <laughs> um, so how how does a book? Well, what's the next stage? A book? Yeah, there, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, there's two major um, avenues to publication, which is. Um, finding an agent mm. or being published through the slush pile. Mm. There's also sort of avenues that people go through, making connections um, or getting an award for an unpublished manuscript, those sorts of things. Mm. Um, we run our own Young Adult and Children's Writing Prize, for example, which is a prize for an unpublished manuscript. And that those authors are, have been so far unagented and um, most of them have been previously unpublished. Some of them, a couple, mm. had already been published. Um, and then there's an editorial process, which I don't um, want to profess any great insight into as a publicist is but not that, an editor. that can be very challenging. Yes, when and some, long. And, and long. long. That is something that people don't 
often realise that from acquisition, as we call it, from a moment that a publishing company buys a book, it's not necessarily going to hit shelves for quite a long time to come. Because an author thinks, yes, I've written my magnum opus, it's perfect. It's ready. It's ready. (laughs) The world needs to know my book. But then it... No, I think most authors are very appreciative of the editorial process these days, or a lot, hopefully, should be. Um, And then around publication... We get books, the publicity and marketing departments get get finished copies of the book about four weeks before the publication date, but we start work on them much earlier. At the moment, we're about to have a meeting to discuss our November releases, for example, which is... So you have a publishing list, so to speak, of of things that you've got available uh, or, or want or have an idea of how you want to fill your... We have a schedule, Yeah. a publishing schedule, which at the moment has books in it up until probably we're slotting things into 2017 now. Wow. It's not set in stone. The timeline of that is not set in stone until much closer to the... That's part of the reason why when you when we acquire a book, it's because we already know what we're publishing for the next little while. It's not going to get... It has to slot in somewhere. And an author would probably be thinking, well, they can put out my book next week, but you're talking two years down the track. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, It can be. It can be sooner and it depends on whether that's a I'm talking about a book that where where it's locally published um we're, we're the editorial publisher but we also receive things from agents mm. and overseas publishing houses to buy which right. are edited not at text and that might turn around might be a bit quicker for yeah. acquisition at that yeah. point right now I believe I can play a little sting. Um, Tony Abbott is afraid. Very, very politically incorrect. This has got nothing to do with publishing. It's more to do with three CR. <laughs> what are we reading? What's going on? <laughs> it'll give you a chance to catch your breath. Okay, Stephanie. great. Things that make Tony Abbott uncomfortable. Queers. Oh, I probably feel a bit threatened. <laughs> Boats. Nope. 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 The truth. Sometimes. Uh, in the heat of discussion, you go a little bit further uh, than you would uh, if it was an absolutely uh, calm, considered, prepared, scripted remark. Donate to the station that delivers all three. Queers? Hi, listeners, you are on Queering the Air. So we are queer ethnics. Make it all too complicated for everyone. Boats? This podcast is recorded direct via satellite from the Freedom Flotilla's flagship, The Bog, which is now on its way to West Papua. G'day and welcome everyone to Refugee Radio. And most importantly, the truth in an information-starved media landscape. 3CR brings news, analysis, music and the voices of literally hundreds of community groups to the people of Melbourne 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But this doesn't come for free. 3CR is aiming to raise $220,000 this Radiothon, and we need your help. You can donate any amount by going to 3cr.org.au, by calling 94198377, or by coming into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. It's not the job of the taxpayer to subsidise lifestyle choices. And published or not, that's the show you're listening to now. We're just one of the many shows, hundreds of shows on 3CR, looking at those marginalised voices, people that need to be heard. 
they aren't necessarily uh, politically correct, but they probably should be. Um, and <laughs> with the uh, decimation of the support for these groups, um, it's great that 3CR is there to give people a voice. Absolutely. And give those poor, hard-working authors a, a chance to speak yes. out as well. I've got two more donations. Uh, there was Karen Ryan. Karen, thank you very much. And she's donated 20. This is an interesting one. Um $20 from a resident out in uh, Lilydale by the name of Margaret McLean. Oh, I'd just like David. to say thanks, <laughs> Mum. Oh, <laughs> how wonderful. Maybe if my mum's listening, she'll call up next. <laughs> Stephanie's mum, you're out there. Come on, make a donation. We've only actually got $145 to reach our target. Oh, how but exciting. Just Keep sending it in because anything... More is welcome. Well, always <laughs> more is welcome. It keeps going over and over and over. But um, that's that's fairly healthy for yeah. this time because the Radiothon is on for... Not over yet. Well, it's not over yet. And basically you can still keep donating. You can also keep ringing in and let us know what you think of the show. One of the most extraordinary events um, was a book um, where... Um, well done, those men. And I'm just trying to think of the author now. But it was about a conscript's um, experience in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. And um, basically we had quite a number of calls based on uh, the radio interview, wanting to know more about the book, um, where they could get it and all those sorts of things, um, because uh, of the concern about notions of conscription fighting foreign wars, what it does to people. Um, and, um, yeah, that was that was absolutely... Um, Some confirmation Bar that you're contributing to the conversation. Out there, yeah. A gentleman called Barry Hurd, who was conscripted when he was, um, oh, very young, uh, in the days of conscription and mm -hmm. went, went to Vietnam. Wow. So, um, yeah, literature has an impact. Absolutely. Voices, whether it be based on your own experience and is a biography or a more subjective literary creation to examine mm -hmm. issues, Yeah, it's how we deal with life. And it's how ways. we put ourselves in the shoes of others. Indeed. There was a, I was at a um, youth literature conference that was on in Melbourne last weekend, possibly the weekend before, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, called Reading Matters, run by the Centre for This is literature. a bit of a worry with publicists. Yeah. <laughs> they sort of lose the sense of time. It could have been last weekend. It could have been last <laughs> month. Um, no, it was. Uh, they, they do a great job. The Centre for Youth Literature. Um, it's mostly a professional conference for people involved in the youth literature world, like mm. teachers, librarians, booksellers, and publishers. And um, there was a lot of conversation about diversity. Yes. Was the sort of hum underneath all of the conversations going on of how we need more voices and we need all voices. And they had some fantastic writers discussing representation of gay, lesbian yes. yeah. characters as well as minori other minority groups, racial minority groups, and it was um, incredibly well received by the audience. I, think. I mean, this is what I was doing as an English teacher with literature, setting novels that got students talking about events in their life. Mm -hmm. um, it can get quite challenging when um, students identify with the challenges a, a character is facing. Yeah. 
they can sort of learn vicariously, it's a word I, I love and passed on, in terms of experiencing something through somebody else's eyes, identifying with it, so that you could broaden your own and horizons. learning more about yourself in the process. Now, we've got, oh, Nikki. Nikki has uh, donated, um, Nikki Belinsky, and has, she, Nikki's donated $40. <gasps> Nikki, thank you very much for that. Much appreciated. It's uh, a book for your time. <laughs> indeed. Well, speaking of time, we're nearly out of time. Oh, well, it's been a pleasure, David. How have you found the experience being it's, in front of the it's microphone? It's been illuminating, it shall we say? <laughs> Normally, Stephanie it's tapping away in the corner of the studio, <laughs> trying to get messages through to people, arranging the next interview yeah. while the author speaks. Have you ever been challenged by an author that you've had to take around or had to give advice to an author? Of course, uh, especially uh, uh, writers who are earlier in their career they and perhaps less experienced in radio. They want to know how they're doing and what they're meant to say, and especially before the first interview can be quite um, stressful. But they often, they wrote the book. They literally wrote the book on what they're going to talk about. So yeah. it's a matter of assuring them that they know all the answers to what you're going to ask. And it's just getting the compare to ask the right thing or to be appreciative and, mm-hmm. uh, and leave it open for... We put them in your hands because we know you're going to do a good job, David. Thank you very much. I think I think that's an appropriate place uh, yeah, to end should, the show. We should quit while we're on, ahead. On, on, a, on a compliment. Oh, 105 to go. Look, oh, keep, so close. So close. Keep that keep, money coming in. Keep it coming in. Don't forget the two books that are available. Tim mentions Storm, but you're going to have to come into 3CR to pick it up from reception. And there's also the... The Truth and Other Lies by Sasha Arango. And that's where we'll end the show, 94198377. Thank you.